Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. What a wild start to 2020. Q1 was absolutely unpredictable. Getting through March was insanity. But I still wanted to sit down and record this episode because having a quarterly review is a huge part of the process I follow as the CEO of my business, every single quarter, every 90 days, I sit down and go through this process to see how my business is doing, to check in against my big goals for the year, and to help me course correct when unexpected things come up. So I think now more than ever, it's important to share with you what it really looks like behind the scenes and what we've had to do to adapt and adjust to things that we did not expect to a huge global pandemic, throwing a wrench into all of our plans as entrepreneurs, as business owners. I encourage you with this episode to take notes along with me. I'm going to give you some things to think about that will help you to check in with your business and see how you can continue moving forward for the next quarter. Let's dive in. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me every week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. Welcome back to Promote Yourself to CEO. You may have noticed that we took a couple of weeks off as coronavirus made its way across the world in March. Um, Things got pretty intense behind the scenes here as we were supporting clients, triaging client businesses, still hosting two CEO retreats. I had so many calls on my calendar, which is unusual for me to support all my clients. Plus then my kids were sent home. Like many of you all, everybody is now at home. And it got to the point where I just had to really get strategic about what I was saying yes to and what I needed to put a pin in so that I could take care of my clients, I could take care of my family, and I could take care of myself. And that meant pausing the podcast production for a couple of weeks. So originally, this episode was supposed to go out on April 2nd, and I'm just now recording it on April 10th. Usually I'm a month ahead of 
batching podcast episodes. But March really threw me for a loop. So I'm sure it did for you as well. And I still feel like this is a really valuable process that I wanted to share with you to do a quarterly review, to look at Q1 and actually look at it through a data-driven lens. This is a process I have been following for years. If you ever took the plan your best year ever challenge, you know that we always do an annual review, but doing a quarterly review will really help you to look at what is and isn't working in your business. And it will help you to figure out how to course correct faster instead of waiting to realize that, you know, you're going to have a revenue shortfall or waiting to realize you haven't done the marketing activity that needs to happen. If you do a quarterly review, you can see those challenges coming sooner and you can adapt and adjust faster. So I encourage you to go through this review process with me. I'll make sure all of the questions that I'm asking myself, you can head over to the show notes at rachelcook.com slash show and get those questions so that you can take a little bit of time with yourself and your business to figure out how things are going. We all had unexpected challenges in Q1 of 2020, but my hope is that by pressing pause to really get clarity about what's going on in your business right now, you'll be able to adapt and adjust and move ahead into Q2. So let's get started with the quarterly review. The first thing I do in my quarterly review is I pull up my goals for the previous 90 days. If you've been following me, you know that I always follow a 90-day planning system. That is what everything I'm teaching you is built around. The CEO retreat is built around planning for 90 days. The CEO planner is built around holding yourself accountable to that plan for the next 90 days. The CEO collective is about bringing you support for implementing that 90-day plan. Everything is built around 90-day planning. So the review is just as important as the planning because it's these check-ins throughout the year that help us to adapt and adjust to pivot as needed. So my goals for Q1 going into January, I'll read them out and then I'll share a little bit about what did or didn't happen with each of them. My first goal was to produce 13 episodes to promote yourself to CEO. This is my primary marketing um, that I do for my audience. And being super consistent with this is very, very important to me. We definitely see that when I'm showing up consistently, it leads to consistent results, right? So our goal for Q1 was to have 13 episodes to promote yourself to CEO. I also had a goal of having 13 visibility opportunities. This would encapsulate everything from being interviewed on a podcast being interviewed in a newspaper or in a major online platform, speaking publicly, being a guest teacher, anything where I am getting out in front of other people's audiences. So I had a goal to have 13 visibility opportunities over the last 90 days. I also had a goal to make 25 sales for our CEO retreat that we were hosting in March. We hosted two CEO retreats in March. Originally, it was to be one on March 20th in Richmond, Virginia at the beautiful Quirk Hotel. And then we host a virtual one the week following. And in addition to all my clients who get access to the CEO retreat, who um, come to the retreat as part of their work with me, we sell additional tickets. So I had a goal to sell 25. 
My fourth goal was to prep for enrollment of the CEO Collective, the experience that I just finished enrolling. Um, We have been working on this for over a year, and it was actually to just get the launch finished, which is a lot of work. And then finally, my fifth big goal here was to launch the CEO Collective and have 25 founding members. So how did I do with all those goals? The first thing is notice I could actually tell you what all those goals are. This is because I write these down, I document them, they're in the beginning of my CEO planner. If you have a CEO planner in your review, go back, flip back to the first few pages and ask yourself, how did I do with these goals? Well, my first goal about 13 episodes of Promote Yourself to CEO, despite taking off the last couple of weeks, I had 15 episodes go out on Promote Yourself to CEO. I think that's a major win, um, considering that in February, my family was out sick for about two weeks with a really nasty flu. And then coronavirus hit and we were behind the scenes pivoting like crazy. We still continue to show up every single week on the podcast, um, except for the last two weeks. And the reason we ended up with 15 episodes instead of just 13 episodes is because we took the live stream event that we did, Create Your Coronavirus Contingency Plan, and uploaded that to the podcast. In fact, it was a three and a half hour live stream. So we split it into three segments. So technically, I'm counting that as three episodes the week that that went out. So I feel really good that I consistently showed up with Promote Yourself to CEO. And that has continued to be something that is always in my CEO planner every 90 days, I have a goal for how often I am going to show up with my core marketing content. And this is so, so crucially important because this is something I can control. I can control whether or not I sit my booty in this seat and talk to this microphone and support my community and my clients. So um, this will also be a goal moving forward. Another 13 episodes, that's a goal for Q2. The next goal I had was 13 visibility opportunities. Now I have to say, um, this has been part of my massive push, my big ramp up for more visibility in my business. This is a huge objective for my business as we are long-term over the course of the year and years to come, looking to grow our, our client base, looking to grow quite substantially over the next year or so. So I knew that in order for that to happen, I had to make sure I was prioritizing visibility very, very heavily. That meant a couple of things for me. One, I know that this is an area where I need support. So I have been working with a PR team at Super Connector Media to help me, um, to help me land some major media coverage. And it's because of that investment into having that team that I was able to blow my goal out of the water. My goal was 13 visibility opportunities. I had 15 that came from my work with Super Connector Media, with my amazing publicity team. They helped me to land a feature on Washington Post, on Inc., on Forbes, on Fast Company. I showed up four times in the first quarter on Virginia This Morning, and I'm just amazed at the work that they have helped me do. And it's been amazing to see the results from those coming in. I also had some additional visibility opportunities come in just through my network. 
um, which is usually how I would go out there and get visibility opportunities. I would be looking for peers and colleagues who are hosting events or who are um, looking for people to interview. And I would just simply continue to ask, you know, hey, are you looking for podcast interviews? I would love to come on your show. And over the last quarter, I had, let's see, one, two, three podcast interviews from just friends or colleagues, peers who knew that I love to give great interviews and they invited me to come be on their show. I also did two discussions for Rebel Community, which is a local women's networking group. I did a panel for them called the Breadwinners Panel. I also did another conversation with them um, around productivity during the pandemic. (laughs) So that was another great visibility opportunity. And finally, I did a workshop with my co-working space in February where I mapped out, I taught them how to run their week like a CEO. This is a workshop I've taught um, twice in the last 12 months for them. And that was another great visibility opportunity because it led directly to, I actually saw a couple people from that workshop that I offered for free who showed up at my CEO retreat. So overall, I had about 22 pieces of visibility where I was speaking, I was being interviewed, I was being featured in a major publication or a major website, all go live over the last quarter. And I do want to say this is one of those things I had to hire support for. And knowing that this is such a big piece of my business, it will continue to be something I will have to hire support for because it just does take a tremendous amount of effort to pitch these things, follow up on these things, coordinate all these things. I don't really have the bandwidth for that. I can just show up and say the things, say the information people want, but I'm not so great at all the nitty gritty details behind the scenes. So that is something I do get support in order to achieve this goal. I'll say the same thing for the podcast. Um, All I do is come up with the topics and sit down, outline them, record them, and the team takes it from there. They put together the show notes and the newsletter and the social media posts. And my husband is the editor, so he edits it and makes sure it sounds great and gets it all put out into the world. I don't know how any of that works. But it takes support for me to achieve these goals and show up at this level. I think it's really important for me to share that because if you're doing this by yourself, you might not be able to produce as much content or show up in in this big of a way because it takes so much effort to do it all on your on your own. So I want to share that just because it it does take a team in order for me to, you know, push out 15 Uh, episodes on the podcast, have 20-something different pieces of major visibility go out. It took a lot of effort from the team to help me do those things. Okay, the next goal was to have 25 additional tickets sold to the CEO retreat. We ended up with 30 sales to the CEO retreat between in-person and virtual. And that's, again, it's on top of all of our clients who get tickets to that. If they're part of the collective or they're part of the accelerator, they all get tickets to that. Um, you may have heard me share that the CEO retreat was in March. And this goal was actually, we met the goal in February because early bird is what we launched to. We know most people will sign up for the retreat when they have the opportunity to get the discount. So we launched to the retreat in March, way before coronavirus hit. But we had to pivot very, very, very quickly because At the beginning of March, we started hearing about things shutting down. We started hearing about travel restrictions. We started realizing what was coming. 
by March 12th, I had to make the call that we were not going to host the in-person retreat and we were going to take it online because I already knew how to do it online. We've, we actually host it online. We always have the virtual option because I know not everybody can fly out to see me. It was a really easy thing for us to shift and to make that happen. We made the call early enough. Literally the day I made the call, I was packing up boxes and shipping out packages because I'm sitting here surrounded by planners and workbooks and post-it notes and all the things. So um, my husband and I just packaged everything, shipped it all out within a day of making the decision so that everybody could have everything they needed right by the time we were going to do this all virtually. Unfortunately, we took a hit. Like hosting an in-person event, um, there was a lot of money tied up in that. There was a lot of food and beverage and rental for the hotel and rental for the co-working space. Luckily, we have great relationships with all of the places that we do these events because we've worked with them for such a long time. But it was, you know, kind of like, oh, we're going to have a financial hit here. We're not going to get that money back. Thankfully, um, I was able to get the refund from the Airbnb that my team was going to stay at. I was able to get a refund from um, airlines for tickets that my team no longer was going to use um, because they all fly in as well. So it's a big expense hosting an in-person event, especially you add in the room rental, food and beverage, team flying in, housing everybody, all of the things. We even had a photographer coming in for our CEO accelerators who stay an additional two days. Um, And we had to cancel all of it and completely shift our plans. But I'm glad we were able to move so quickly on that because I I could sense that everybody felt relief once I made the call and they didn't have to get through the mental mindset of, you know, what do I do? And a lot of our clients who were flying in were able to get their tickets refunded or at least credited to use later. And they were able to cancel Airbnbs and not get um, charged for those. All I think timing worked out exactly as it should have, but oh my gosh, what a whirlwind that one was. It was an intense retreat to host, listening to some of the challenges that people were coming up against when we hosted the first retreat on the 20th. Um, this is when social distancing was just getting talked about, but we weren't necessarily sheltering in place or staying at home 100% of the time. By the second week of the retreat, so we had the first one on the 20th, and then the 27th um, was the second date, people were definitely a little bit more shaken as some of our clients' businesses were actually being told, like, you can't operate, you're not an essential business. I was so glad we hosted it. I was so glad that my team was there to support me and supporting our clients. We definitely had to help them come up with new ideas very quickly. And some of them were able to get up and running in their businesses very quickly, again, shifting from in-person or brick and mortar to doing more virtual sessions, to streaming classes, to launching mini trainings, um, pivoting messages. I think the reason we were able to help so many people was because we continued our plan to have the CEO retreat. It did take a tremendous amount of energy because it kind of felt like, you know, whiplash for me and the team. Just we're all navigating the emotions of everything and we're trying to support this many people. But we were able to do that. And I think overall, I'm really, really thrilled with what we were able to do and how we were able to show up. So the next goal I had 
well, the next two goals, the final two goals were related to launching the CEO collective. We were prepping for the CEO collective and anyone who's ever launched a new thing, it's a lot of work, right? You've got to write a sales page. You've got to write a lot of sales emails. You've got to create a ton of graphics. We actually also completely built out a whole new membership site, which we're still putting the final touches on. We had to record a bunch of new things. It takes a lot of work to get ready to launch something brand new. This also included, I mean, this is a process we've been working on for a year. So we had already done the branding. We already had the logo. We already had a lot of the assets that we needed as far as branding assets um, that we wanted to have. We ordered a bunch of things to ship out to our founding members, which we started that process back in um, January to have branded boxes and branded ball caps and even really cute little branded cookies to be part of their founders boxes. I had ordered all of that. It was all ready months in advance, which was great. But it is a lot of work to prep for something brand new. And I think it's been so long since I've launched something um, this big for me that was brand new. I forgot how much work it takes. So I don't think I'd ever felt this much pressure to launch something new. Um, And honestly, like 10 years when I first launched my very first course in the summer of 2011, I remember feeling so much pressure, but then I didn't really even know what I was doing. At least now I know what I'm doing. I just was like, oh, this is such a big shift. This is a whole new stage that I'm going into with my business. It's very exciting. It's very scary. We did a lot of investment into this, um, hiring copywriters, hiring designers, hiring branders, hiring a team to put together the membership site, all the things. Um, so there, it really felt like there was a lot riding on this going into it. And then we were supposed to open the doors, um, earlier in March and coronavirus hit and we had to pause and evaluate, okay, what needs to change? So these two goals kind of go hand in hand. We did prep and launch the CEO collective. We launched it imperfectly. It was not a hundred percent the way that I had envisioned in my head. In my head, I had a lot more bandwidth to do more of the things I wanted to do. In my head, everything would be finalized and perfect by the time we announced it was opening. Um, In my head, I wouldn't have been writing emails right before they were going to go out um, or having to basically rewrite half of everything. But in reality, that's what it took to open the doors. And we debated about, you know, pushing it off or what do we do? But honestly, I paused to host a three and a half hour live stream in March, the create your coronavirus contingency plan. It actually, the topic of it fit in perfectly with the content that we had been sharing about why you have to have a plan and why you need to understand these foundational things in your business. You need to have a clear marketing strategy. You need to have the profit plan in place. You need to be able to adapt and adjust because we all have challenges thrown our way. So in a weird way, it all worked within the scope of what our launch topics were about. Um, So we just decided to push it back a week and to streamline it a little bit, make it a little easier for us to actually just get out into the world. And I decided instead of putting a ton of pressure on myself to make this a huge, you know, quote unquote, online marketing launch, which is really not my style, I opened up 
my calendar and I had dozens of calls with potential CEOs to join us. And that's usually something I don't do, but I'm so glad I did it because hearing from those women reaffirmed to me that they wanted support now more than ever. And this is exactly what they wanted. Um, So I'm glad we went ahead and did the launch. I'm glad we went ahead and opened the doors. We are still onboarding a couple of people. So I didn't quite hit my 25 founding members um, unless (laughs) some people jump in by the time this goes out. But I hit 20 and I feel really solid about that. I feel really great about that um, given that it is a completely new offer unlike anything we've ever done before. So I felt amazing about all those things. So overall, with my goals, I hit a lot of them. Um, I exceeded my goals for my podcast, for visibility, for sales for the CEO retreat. I did not quite hit the launch goals for the CEO collective. My stretch goal was 25 members. But you know what? We launched during a pandemic and we still had some amazing women show up and say yes. And it honestly restored my faith than what I'm capable of. So I say overall, Q1, I did pretty well on the goal front. So the next thing I do in my quarterly review is I actually look through and I check in on my marketing strategy. So if you follow along with the CEO planner, you know, a big part of what we're doing every single week is asking ourselves, how are we attracting new clients? How are we engaging those clients? How are we nurturing those clients? What are we inviting them to? How are we delighting them? And I'm asking myself this every single week because this is how we build a consistent business. When you show up consistently in all those areas, you have people coming to you more consistently to work with you. So Attract, I shared a lot about the visibility. That was a huge push this quarter. I also had a huge push the previous quarter with a lot of speaking events. So I know that the business I have today is the result of the Attract that I did three months ago. The business you have today is a result of the work you did three months ago, honestly. So I know that this was a huge push and it will continue to pay off for me. Um, I definitely did not see, however, the increase in the numbers of opt-ins, like people, email subscribers coming to my list. And there's a reason for that. The attract marketing I went after this time, this past quarter, was very focused on getting some press, getting some higher level media. And honestly, those are credibility boosters, but they're not the best list builders. I hope that makes sense. So having you know, a link to the Washington Post or a link to Fast Company or a link to Inc., all those things help me show up as a credible expert, right? Me having contributions there. That's something that boosts your credibility. But when it comes to actually driving traffic, not as much. Um, So I have to balance that out, right? That's one reason why this next quarter, I'm actually going to be leaning more into podcast interviews because that's always where I see the engagement. That's where I see people actually coming to learn more about me and to follow me. So that was an interesting observation for this past quarter. I would say that Engage, we actually saw our list size decrease by almost 300 people. Um, So that's something that's going to happen. That's something that's going to happen over time. And we did not do any paid advertising to grow our list this quarter. So our list decreased a little bit. It kind of stayed pretty stagnant. And I'm okay with that, actually, because we were in the middle of a huge shift going 
to a new message, um, an up-leveled program. Do Our focus is on a couple different things. So next quarter, I will be going after some more list growth. But overall, I would say this quarter, it was profitable list cleaning. And what I mean by that is when we pitched the CEO collective, when we pitched um, the CEO retreat, and we pitched the planner shifting into this new direction with this new suite of offers that I've been developing, we are seeing people opt out of our list. And that's okay, because we're also seeing a lot of sales coming out of it. So right now we're in a list cleaning mode as our list is getting realigned to our message and deciding whether or not they want to stick around. Totally fine. The things that worked best to get people on our list, the plan your best year ever challenge. We ran that. We actually ran ads to that um, from November until January. And then we turned off the ads. So that one was one of our best list builders. It is every single year. It reaffirms to me that the challenge is just something that works really well in my business. The biggest downloads people opted in for were the business growth checklist and the 12-month profit plan and our wait list for the CEO collective. So overall, Engage, I wish the list would have grown, but I understand why it didn't. It didn't grow because we are in a transition period and our audience is transitioning with us as we're attracting slightly different type of entrepreneur into, into my community, into my business. With our nurture, we had, like I said, 15 episodes on Promote Yourself to CEO. We sent out about 25 marketing emails. That includes our newsletter as well as sales emails related to something that we're offering, the retreat, the collective, what have you. Does not include all the client you know, messaging that goes out because that's probably another 25 just to people who are actually in our programs. But we do send out quite a lot of email Um And that's just a huge part of how we market to our audience and how we engage them and enroll them into our programs. So I'm always looking at that every single quarter. Then what did I do to invite? Um, What was I selling? In January, we didn't sell anything. Um, I mean, we had our planner available. We started talking about the CEO retreat. But in the past, we've always had a big launch for our online course, our old signature course, Sweet Spot Strategy. But um, this year we didn't have that. So we knew that it was going to be a different quarter. It was not maybe going to be a huge quarter in terms of revenue just because we didn't have the January launch we had had for nine years. But that's okay. But we did enroll for the retreat. That early bird ended in February. And then we enrolled for the CEO Collective, which didn't end actually until April. So not all of those numbers are reflected in this review. Finally, delight. What did we do to delight? We sent out boxes to everyone for the CEO retreats. So they all got a bundle. They all got little goodies. They all got extra things for our planning together. We had additional calls for our community. In fact, in March, one of the biggest things we did to delight our community is we decided to consolidate all of our Facebook groups into one new Facebook group called the CEO Club for anyone who's ever bought anything from me, who's joined any of my online courses or bought a CEO planner, attended a retreat. And that CEO Club became a place where I could go support people through March. I just knew I didn't have the bandwidth in March when all this was happening to be showing up everywhere. I really wanted to show up for our existing clients first. So we hosted four additional CEO club lives 
And we'll continue to have monthly lives after this, but we wanted to show up and support them as much as we could. And I felt like that was a huge part of our delight strategy was being there when things got hard and when they needed some support and they needed people to lean into. Okay, so we've talked about my goals. We've talked about marketing and sales strategy. Um, The final things that I check in on are just some numbers, right? I always want to look at numbers, what is working, how things are going, um, because if they're not trending up, I need to understand why. So I'm not a huge audience person. You can see that by going and following me anywhere. I don't have a massive, massive audience. I'm talking to a very specific type of entrepreneur. I'm not talking to super beginners. I'm talking to people who are a little further along or a little more advanced. And that's just a smaller segment. And that's okay. You can still be really, really profitable and really drive business. So we saw if I look at my Facebook um, audience, I primarily on social, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So I had a little bit of growth on both of those few hundred people over the last 90 days um, on both of those. But it was interesting to see the types of posts that did the best. Um, my Facebook, I haven't honestly been paying much attention to, but we did the uh, create your coronavirus contingency plan on March 16th. We saw a huge surge in likes then. That was the most popular thing I've probably done in a year, honestly. And then when I look back, I realized the lives still work on Facebook. Um, and right now people are paying attention. So definitely seeing the lives, um, that did really well. And also text posts did really well. I wrote a post, I'll link it up in the show notes, um, like a financial checklist when going through a crisis, what you need to look at in your business as far as your finances so you don't find yourself running out of cash too quickly. Um, and that did really well. Got tons and tons of shares just because I put it all down in, in one easy to follow format. So those did really well, which is interesting. Um, lives and just a text post on Facebook. On Instagram, it was different, right? So I saw that when I look at my um, engagement rate, it was pretty good overall on Instagram. Of course, when I'm on video, it's much higher. Um, It is like a 10% engagement rate for the grid posts, but a 53% engagement rate for my videos, which told me I just need to get on video more on Instagram. Um, But when I'm looking at the grid, which is what we do plan in advance, it was showing me that the more snapshots are performing better. Those are the ones that get more engagement with them as opposed to the uh, kind of branded graphics or um, polished professional graphics. So I'll still have some of those in there, but it definitely tells me we need some more like in the moment snapshots as well. Revenue overall for the last quarter. So I'm not going to share exact revenue numbers, but I will share percentages here. Um, Overall, I feel really proud of our revenue. If I would have gotten this last launch in there, it would have been a six-figure quarter. We missed it. Um, But when I look at where we are in relationship to where we want to go, I feel like we are on track. So this quarter, we were up 136% over Q1 in 2019. That to me is huge. Um, I think that's really amazing growth. And one thing you might want to look at is when you look at your total revenue coming in for this quarter, you compare it to the same time frame the year before because seasonality matters, right? So seeing that we were up 130 136% over 
Q1 2019 was really helpful for me to see because we did have a big launch in January of 2019 that we did not have in January of 2020. Um, We had a launch at the end of Q1 2020, but those numbers don't count towards Q1. So it was really helpful for me to see that and see that, yes, this is trending the growth that I want this year. We were down compared to Q4. Um, We were down 34% from Q4 of 2019. And I understand why, right? I knew why. In Q4, we retired Sweet Spot Strategy and we offered a different level payment plan, which meant we had more cash flow coming in each month um, over the last three months of the year. So that, of course, boosted our revenue a lot in Q4. So we were down 34% over um, from the previous quarter. That's okay. I understand strategically why all that happened, but I'm still excited to see the trajectory that we're on. And it tells me that we're still on track. If I would have actually included the launch that we just finished, if that launch would have finished on March 31st instead of on April 7th, then we would not have been down at all. Um, So it just showed me that our strategy was fine. We just had to shift our timelines around. So that felt really good. So before I get to my insights, the final thing I'll share is what I would call my overall performance, right, of me as the CEO. Um, One thing that I track every single week with the CEO planner is my CEO score. And this is my way of tracking my output as as a CEO. Like, what am I working on? What are those tasks worth to my business? So my goal every single week is to have $25,000 worth of value added to my business from my time and energy that I'm putting into it. This means visibility is a huge part of that. Those are the $10,000 an hour tasks. And spending time on lower level tasks like managing my inbox, which is a $10 an hour task, is just not as big of a priority. There's no way I can hit the numbers I need to hit if I'm focused on the wrong things. So my average score was actually 42,250. If I were to add up all 13 weeks of the last quarter, then divide it by 13, That was my average score. So not quite double my goal, but honestly, um, I'm surprised I hit that, but then I'm not surprised. And here's why. Um, February was really hard for us. We were out like two weeks with the flu. January was really hard for us. My kids were sick a lot. um, And I ended up having a upper respiratory tract infection in January and then the flu in February. It was just... We had a lot of sickness going on in this house, and it was really, really hard. So I'm surprised because those months, January and February, I was basically hitting my goal score maybe a little above. But March really pushed me a lot to step it up in so many different ways. Um, And I'm proud of myself. I feel like I've really worked hard to build my capacity as a CEO so that I could show up and serve and still be able to take care of my family and still be able to take care of myself in the middle of all of it. So I was pretty impressed to see that, you know, I hit almost double my goal score. That just tells me I managed to do a lot of visibility and I was spending a lot of time with my clients, a lot of time still selling things, a lot of time doing the higher level tasks that I need to be focused on in my business. I ended up taking 32 days off over the last 90 days. And that includes the weekend days off, days that I was sick off in January and February. But actually, if I look over um, March, I worked 
closer to six days a week just because I didn't have the bandwidth to do my normal work day. Um, in March, and this has been a big challenge, especially the last few weeks, um, even now in April that I'm recording this, I was able to push through for a couple of weeks, get the CEO retreats done. Um, some of those took an additional Saturday that I was working, but then I needed to scale back and go from working five or six hours a day, five days a week to maybe three or four hours a day and then add on, you know, one weekend just so that I could get through the launch. I was really starting to get tired. So I knew it was important for me to work a little bit less during the week, um, and have like a morning session on a weekend. So that's just what I had to do to get through the priorities in March and make sure that we could still open enrollment to the collective and still move forward. So overall insights for my last 90 days. And I hope this is helpful for you all to hear um, where things were and, and how I analyze all of this for myself. My biggest insights were, first, we didn't have a big launch that finished this quarter. Um, it, the big launch we were looking for to end on March 31st did not end until April 7th. So I didn't include those numbers in this, but because we had a strong recurring revenue already happening in the business, we still had great revenue and we're still on track for our overall revenue goals for the year. So that's really important. That's one reason I preach all the time, the importance of building that predictable profits into your business and thinking about how your offers are designed so that you're consistently getting paid. It makes it so much easier when you want to do something like we just did. You want to launch something new, but you know that it's going to take you, in our case, six months, a year to really get it all together. Um, Having that strong foundation of recurring revenue is what made that possible. We were able to ramp up to the CEO Collective, and I felt like we did a great job with our content I have never heard so much feedback about the content as the content I've shared in the last um, 90 days. I mean, one of the most popular episodes was why business BFFs are so important. And I shared the story of my family and that really hit home for so many people and understanding why I value community. We shared about the difference between joining and belonging and people who are community creators. How do you make sure people feel like they belong? Um, sharing the latest series was just really impactful. And we got so many emails back saying, thank you for talking about this. So I knew that all of our content was really hitting the nail on the head and serving the purpose. It was resonating with people, which is great. Um, But my biggest insight for this last quarter is myself, honestly. Um, This has not been an easy quarter personally, just because we were so sick in January. We were so sick in February. I remember in February, I was supposed to go away on a retreat with my mastermind. And the Thursday before I was supposed to leave that Saturday, my husband got sick with the flu. And I was so upset. I was so devastated because I was so exhausted. And I knew that I really needed that retreat. I was so looking forward to that retreat. But I got through the other side of that. And then we got hit with coronavirus and, you know, March kind of being put into a tornado, but we got through it. We're still getting through it. I did have to power through a little bit, especially with hosting those CEO retreats and holding that space. But I'm also really seeing how much I've grown as a CEO, because as I was navigating all of this, I was able to ask for support. I asked my husband for extra support. 
I asked my team for extra support. I went out and not only asked my coach for the support I needed, but I got support from other coaches in different areas that I knew I needed. I called my therapist and said, hey, I think I need you on call right now. And all of that is what has given me the capacity to continue moving through this whole challenge. And now that I I did that big push, I feel like I can take a little bit more space and streamline things a bit going into April so that I can keep making forward momentum. It's not going to be as fast as it was in Q1. I can already feel um, that. That's why we had two episodes that didn't go out the first um, two Thursdays of April because I just was like, nope, I need to pause something. So our plan moving forward and looking at this and looking at what works and looking at what didn't work, our plan is that I need to look for areas where I can simplify a bit. It means I had to reorganize our calendar. We had planned to open up the accelerator, which is my higher level one-on-one experience, more of a mentorship and mastermind. We're going to push that back a little bit. Um, we're still going to host a CEO retreat, but we're going to move some things around just to give me and the team a little bit of breathing room going into Q2. We decided we're going to take the pressure off. And that is just so crucially important. Um, we decided to put a pin in some projects that are not essential right now, and maybe we'll pick them back up in Q3. But we're going to stay focused on this month, keeping it as simple as we can so that we can stick to our priorities, which is our clients and our families and our own mental health, so that we can continue to be here for the long haul. So there will be more episodes coming out, um, a mixture of new episodes. I'm going to be throwing in some of my favorites as well, probably good reminders for those of you who heard them. And for those of you who haven't, you won't know the difference. Um, But I'm excited to continue the conversation with you. I want to hear your Q1 review insights. Make sure you take a screenshot on your phone, tag me at rachel.cook on Instagram and share with me what are your big insights and ahas from listening to me do my own Q1 review and what are yours from doing yours. If you want all the um, questions that I've asked myself, they will be over on the show notes. So head over to rachelcook.com slash show to make sure you see all the questions. You can walk through this process yourself. If you don't want to miss any future episodes, including some new ones we have coming out, make sure you subscribe to the show via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Jameson Cook from JCC Podcast Production for producing and editing the show. Go check him out at jamesoncook.com to bring your podcast to life. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Promote Yourself to CEO. We'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.